Friends and mentors, one of the one of the best dressed people that, that I yeah, know. You ain't lying. He claims that he gets his stuff off of thrift, but there's no way. Not that jacket. That's a Burberry. That's an official. That's an official that. Burberry jacket that he has on. <laughs> that, and unless you unless you at Goodwill in Beverly Hills, man, there's no way that that's a Goodwill jacket. And he comes with something new each every, and every, every year. Every time, man, he's always every live. Year. And he was like that at Oakwood. That's Runway. Used to, live, used to live across the street from from him at Oakwood, but but yeah, uh, no, we yeah, had some so, te- technical difficulties. But but how how are you doing? How how is your ministry going? in the DMV kind of to be back home where you're, where you're from. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's a little interesting cause I've relocated back right closer to your mouth. I relocated right when, uh, like right before the pandemic hit. Okay. So we came back in February, 2020. Okay. And then like things started changing in March. So I really didn't get a chance to, Go to the old spots, and okay. see people, right? Like whatever things start popping off, so you know, get to get to get to carry out and all I that, all of that no stuff, carry right? Out. Right. The carry out I used to go to is clothes, because oh, okay, it was too much going on over there. Okay, close that joint. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I ain't gonna tell you. What I happened, think I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, too. I can't, like, uh, I can't tell you what happened, but right. you know, it, right. it, it was challenging because. I came back ready to see all these people that right. I never got a chance to see. Okay. You know, for, for, for um, you know, like a month. Things now, you're talking still, about from a ministry perspective or nah, personal? Just, just period. Just people, your friends, just people that you grow with, yeah. So, you know, it's it's been cool. Things are starting to get back quasi, so I'm starting to see more people. But, okay. You know what I mean? It's been weird pastoring during the pandemic, man. Just, I'm sure. Just crazy. Things I never thought we would see, do, or experience. It's been uh, it's been challenging for real, and mm. I have thought I'm gonna go on the last J Radio show for the first time and say this in public. I literally have thought about doing other things. Uh, you know, I think that that's the theme. So, um, so Pastor Keith Goodman talked about that in the in the 8 a.m. Yeah. service. You know, he talked about he talked about that there's so many ministers, and I don't want to I don't want to call people out, but I have a lot of friends yeah. here. You know, I'm a pastor's kid, grew up around a lot a lot of people that that went into the ministry, and in my private conversations, Al, so many people have talked about, and you have people like Al that that are doing other things, not leaving the ministry, but yeah. uh, a Navy chaplain. You know, Myron Evans is coming on a little bit later as an Air Force chaplain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Barry Black I'm jump uh, transition, too. right? Oh, so I didn't know that. If they paid, um, I'd be out. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. we will bleep that out. I don't think you want to. You want to hear people I'm sorry. hear you say that? I ain't said the school. You don't want to hear people to say that you definitely be out. But okay. I think yeah. that was a theme <laughs> of the morning service that there are people in ministry that are talking about and looking into doing other things. I think that's a byproduct just of the rigors of ministry, but it's also a byproduct of the time that we live in where there are other options. You know, Al, our parents pastor, our dad's pastor for 45 years. That's all they did until they were 70 and couldn't do it no more. And the conference said, that's enough. You're out of (laughs) here. You know, they went all the way from cradle to grave. They never considered doing anything else. That's what I was never thought about doing anything else. They never thought about doing anything else. No, 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 not for for a second. Right. Not for a second. There were times when they felt like, okay, all right, 
this is getting to be a bit much right, right now. Right, but, you have the burdens of it, right? But never, never really? thought about leaving. Nah. For never thought years. about leaving for forty-five straight years. Yeah. My grandfather, uh, my late grandfather Charles Bradford, if he if he were alive and still was well enough to be pastoring, he'd still be doing it. You know, he felt that it was a lifelong calling. Um, and would be disgusted conceptually at someone <laughs> even considering leaving the ministry. Listen, and that's but, why I was going to say that because I had a conversation right, with him with right, Cindy Brooks. Right, who right. He told me right. he would still be passing. Still be passing, man. Heart be there. Right. And, and I looked and at him until and the I doctor said, what? said, until the doctor says, if you get up there again, that might be the last time you get up there. Yeah. They were in that. But Al, you've done. You know, you're a Navy chaplain. And you made that transition yeah. um, in your 40s. You're not someone that was a Navy chaplain back at, at 28, 29. So you were grown, had children that were, you know, approaching high school when you made this transition. You yeah. had to go to Rhode Island. You know, I always call you Martin, Martin from Cosby Show. You know, <laughs> yes, up, right, you're, you're, you're you Martin, you and your wife and Denise, y'all are, y'all are up in the barracks, you know, <laughs> getting yeah. housed and all of that stuff. Yeah. What drives that spirit where you have people like yourself that have been in this ordained ministers 20 years Still lack fulfillment, though. Still looking to do something else. Is it the rigors of ministry? Is it just the the creativity uh, gene within you that wants to conquer something else? I'm going to say yes to all of the the above, and I'm going to explain it this way. Recently, we lost uh, one of the most brilliant minds and preachers and leaders uh, that I've ever come across, at least in my lifetime, in the person of Dr. Calvin Otis Butts III. He was pastor of the Abyssinian Baptist Church in in Harlem, New York. Uh, He had been, he was just about to celebrate 50 years in ministry and 33 years as pastor of the church when he died. And one of the things I saw in interview, and I'm answering the question, James, a totally brilliant man. Um, One of the things I saw in an interview following his death, and by the way, Dr. Butts also preached here at Pelt. Yes, a brilliant yep. sermon entitled yep. of, Towers of Towers and, and of Light. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, Dr. Butts said in this interview that Dr. Samuel Proctor, who uh, he succeeded at Abyssinian, said to him, Calvin, the 21st century pastor needs to have dual competency. Oh. Mercy. So in other words, you, you need to show that you're good at more than one thing. Right. Dr. Samuel Proctor. OK, I'm, I'm drawing a line with this. OK, Dr. Samuel Proctor was not only a pastor, but he was an educator and an administrator. Right. He was president of Virginia Union University. Right. Okay. He was also president of North Carolina A&T University wow. when Jesse Jackson was there as a right. student yes. right. in the 60s and keep everything. Up, keep up alive. <laughs> Dr. Butts ended up becoming pastor of Abyssinian Baptist Church, but he was also at the same time president of New York State College at Old West. That's a whole lot, man. That's a whole lot. Dual competency. Right. And so here it is, me, Noah, others here. I think that the 21st century pastor, it it calls for us to be good at more than one thing because ministry, man, is tough, man. Right. Yeah. There are blessings and there are burdens with ministry. Yeah. And oftentimes we kind of under talk both of them sometimes and we can over talk one, under talk the other. But ministry is tough. So I'd like to jump in because that's, yeah. a, that's a great um, segue. So if you're listening to, to this show, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio you know, in Atlanta, D.C., Seattle, or you're listening on the podcast, you might be asking, so what makes ministry tough? Because I think every, <laughs> every ministry is not the same. I'm not saying that one is easier, one is harder, but yeah. you, listen, listen to who you're talking to. Yeah. 
Is it the same? Because Noah, you're at a big church that, that has thousands of members, you know, kind of a flagship church of a city. You had a really large church in, in Columbus, Ohio. That was kind of a flagship mother church in that denomination of the city. Al, you're from Philly, you know, North Philly. You're some huge churches that you grew up that, that you were affiliated with. But then there are other churches that might have 60 members that might be in a rural mm-hmm. area. Can you compare and contrast what makes ministry tough if you're at a mega church, if you're a T.D. Jakes or, or if you're one of uh, a Joel Osteen or someone like that? And what makes it tough if you're just that guy that basically has a camera that's facing you and there are only 20 people in the audience, it's still ministry, right? There's still ups and downs. There's still highs and lows. But what are some of the, the comparisons and contrasts? What makes ministry so tough? See, I, that's what I'm, if you pastor five people or 5,000 people, if you pastor five people or 5,000, it is what it is because you're dealing with people. People. Okay, and that's what makes it that's a great incredibly point. difficult sometimes. I remember in 2017, I was in Columbus. Shout out to uh, to uh, uh, six one four, right? Um, that I love living there. But 2017 was probably you didn't love living in Columbus. I man. did. You're out here lying. No, man. I promise. I promise. I can't, I I can't hear people lying. No, on no, no. Show, I'm serious. Oh eight. Nobody loves living in Columbus. I even did. The, even man. I did. It's like five degrees half nah. the year, man. But see, I like the. Cold. I'm sure you love the people. I, I did oh, you love like people, cold but weather. I like the cold. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, ain't, I ain't mind the cold. At all. I love the dope. people in Columbus. I, yeah. I have only set foot in Columbus twice since I've, I've no, left. Man, I can't I go anywhere where it's 11 degrees in, in, but in 15, March, man. 15 minutes is 15 it, minutes when you're driving. That's true. No, that's true. You know that's what I'm saying? That's I, just, true. I just like living there. And that's so true. 2017, though, when I was there, it was probably the worst pastoral year of my life. Okay. Because Now, you were having some health challenges, though, right? No. No, you were not having Okay. No, I was having... To bury people every oh, okay. month, oh, wow. the young and the old, wow, and I was yeah. just, I was just overwhelmed, and I had wow. to, um, I had to really, and that's a to, great point because people don't, I don't think people see when you look at your pastor, you look at them funeralizing their parishioners, and that's just part of the job. But death is so, you know, I've I've had losses in my family the last uh, year and a half. Death is so draining, yes, um, emotionally draining. If you're having to bury four, five, six, ten people, that's that's was, really got to be draining. It was like one after the other. Wow. And I had to actually go see a therapist. Wow. Because it was it was too much. Wow. So I walked in the therapist's room, and uh, he said, "Mr. Washington, why are we here today?" I said, "Sir, we're here because I passed the black people." And he started laughing for wow. about ten minutes, and he said, "Okay, why are we really here?" And we started talking about how, man. Just the demands of ministry, because yeah. people have wow. people have certain expectations on you, whether okay. they're real or imagined. Okay. And now, does that spill over to your personal life, or is that just as far as what? When you say expectations, expectations for preaching, expectations for personal one-on-one counsel, or expectations on what you're going to wear, what you're going to drive, how you, how your wife presents herself, your kids, all of that stuff. D. All, all of the above. above. All of the you know above. what I'm saying? Okay. And so. I think sometimes you get caught up in the cycle of okay. trying to fit those demands until okay. you get to the point where you're like, man, I can't, like, I can't like, do that. Screw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, then you go the other way. Yeah, right? you, you get to a point where you're just you're like, like, man, I'm your not. Wife, your, wife's, your wife's rocking ice and, <laughs> and jewelry and, uh, and, and, and Louis Vuitton bags and stuff. You go you, completely another direction. You know, yeah. so right. I, oh, I got to a point where I was, I got to a point where I was okay with who I was right. as a pastor. That's got to be important, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anything you do has got to be important. And stop trying to be what people wanted you to be. Right. And I remember I got up one day and I said, you know what? I actually like myself. I think I'm a cool dude. Right. And I'm going to rock with myself till the wheels fall off. All right. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Lewis. You know, when he opens up the, the refrigerator and there's a head in the refrigerator where the lettuce should be, that's that's not something that, that I really like to see. I'm I'm not really into that. I'm more into the to the chase with the police and all of that. I'm not into watching people get hacksawed and dismembered and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm not interested in watching people get strangled and their body and, and the guts flushed down the toilet. I, I don't want to watch that. I cover my eyes. I'm sure my wife was like, man, I married, I married a chump. What's going to happen if the bad guys come into to the house for us? Are you going to cover your eyes? I'm like, no, baby, because we got, I, I got guns. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. You coming to my house, they're going to be doing a docuseries about what I did to you. It ain't going to be no, no docuseries about, oh, well, when it, well he broke into the house and, and, and did these things to the to the to to Lance J's family. This, this Netflix is going to be doing a movie about what I do to you with the Draco. You can take that to the bank. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in five G. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. 